I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast. Bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Bye week is over. We're on episode 53, our week 12 preview as the Rams travel to Green Bay for the second time this calendar year, actually. We played them back in January. This episode, we also have our updated power rankings and game picks and another segment of whose fans are pumped, whose fans are pissed, and whose are perplexed. First, let's get some notes out of the way. The NFL has resolved its remaining business with the city of St. Louis. That court case has been settled. The NFL will make a payment of $790 million to the plaintiffs, and that case is done. One remaining item of significance still to be decided, who's going to pay that $790 million? The NFL will tell you Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke might tell you, no, we're going to spread this around a little bit. So we could see some infighting among the owners over the next year or two. That'll be fun to watch. Only player updates I have. As of Monday, Leonard Floyd was listed as questionable. He suffered a concussion in that loss to the Niners. I suspect Floyd will be good to go by Sunday. 
and Johnny Munt officially placed on IR with that ACL injury. Torrey Holt, once again on the list of 26 modern-era players, semifinalists for induction into the Hall of Fame next year. We're hoping this is the year Torrey Holt joins Isaac, Orlando, Marshall, and Kurt. I think he deserves it. I'm going to get a really minor pet peeve out of the way here. Why do some afternoon games on Sunday still start at 105? There's always that one game that starts at 125, and I understand why. And this week, it's the Ram-Packer game that starts at 125. It's part of the so-called doubleheader. They want people watching that morning game to be able to catch the start of the 125 game. But times have changed. This applies to virtually every game now. People have access to so many games. There's always that risk that a game you're watching is going to run into a 105 game. And here's the real rub. If the Rams are starting at 105, and I'm watching the Panthers and the Washington football team playing in a doozy that's going into overtime, I'm bailing for the Ram game. I don't care how exciting that game is. I bail and I jump on the Rams game. So the NFL, I think, is doing themselves a disservice. Just start all the afternoon games at 125. Times have changed. Some of us can virtually watch any game we want. But... If one game runs over into the other, we have decisions to make. One other item to share, NCAA men's basketball, Gonzaga 83, UCLA 63. That was a Tuesday night game in Las Vegas. The Bruins didn't have Cody Riley to help deal with Chet Holmgren, the seven-foot freshman center. They shot poorly, and they didn't defend well. But you know what? I don't know if any team is going to be able to beat Gonzaga if they play like that. Gonzaga really beat the heck out of UCLA. They led by 20 at the half, and the two teams played even in the second half. But it was pretty evident late in that first half that this was a bit of a mismatch. Gonzaga came in the number one ranked team in the country, of course. UCLA was number two. Gonzaga improves to 6-0. The Bruins fall to 5-1. It'll be interesting to see how much this hurts the Bruins and the Poles. I would argue it shouldn't hurt them much because Gonzaga is that good. UCLA still might be the second best team in the country. Next up, our preview of the Rams-Packers game. Turkey Day is here, and at my bookie, they're giving you plenty of reasons to be thankful, starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code Rams up at my bookie. That's promotion code Rams up to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. So you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk free on today with my bookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. 
believe it's week 12 already and the Rams are heading to Green Bay for a showdown with the NFC North leading Green Bay Packers, a rematch of last year's divisional round playoff game won by the Packers 32-18. That was the game, of course, Cooper Cup could not play. Jared Goff still had that banged up thumb. Aaron Donald also playing at half strength at best. And the Green Bay Packers ended the Rams' season. The series is tied 47 wins apiece with two ties. Series dates all the way back to 1937 when the Green Bay Packers visited the Cleveland Rams. The series is sprinkled with five and six game winning streaks by both teams. The Rams had an 11 game winning streak between 1948 and 1953 when these two teams played twice a year. Despite this incredibly long history, these teams have only met in the playoffs three times. In 1967, the Packers beat the Rams in the Western Conference Championship. In 2002, the Rams 45, the Packers 17 in the playoffs. And in 2021, just last year, we already talked about that one. I don't have a lot of memorable games that I can point to in this series, but there's one that I do remember. In 2018, the Rams won 29-27 to at the Coliseum. That was the game where the Rams took a late lead. There were a few minutes left, though. Rams are kicking off to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. That offense... And you're kind of worrying Aaron Rodgers is going to do it to us. Plenty of time to drive down and kick a field goal. But Ty Montgomery tries to run the ball out of the end zone and fumbles. The Rams recover and secure the win. Thank you, Ty Montgomery, for that. The early odds, Packers were favored by two and a half. It's down to one the last time I looked. And that may be due to some injuries we're going to talk about in a minute. Oh, wait, hold on. My shy special assistant has just texted me. It is now a pick 'em. 125 start time in Green Bay. The high is forecast to be 37 degrees, so it'll be cooling off as the game progresses. So what about these Green Bay Packers? What did they do last year? They went 13-3, and but lost to Tampa Bay in the NFC Conference Championship 31-26. They're coached by Matt LaFleur, the old Rams offensive coordinator. Under Coach LaFleur, they are 34-9, and 2-2 two two in the playoffs. That's a pretty darn good regular season record. Who are their draft picks this year? Of note, Georgia cornerback Eric Stokes is starting for them. Ohio State offensive lineman Josh Myers earned the starting spot at center, played five games, but he's out with an injured knee. And Clemson wide receiver Amari Rogers. His primary role is as a punt returner. Key players, well, they have lots of them. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback out of Cal. We all know about him. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the league. Devontae Adams, he might be the most talented wide receiver in the league. Randall Cobb, they brought back recently at Aaron Rodgers' request. Aaron Jones, the running back, really loved this guy. Underrated. Hate to play against him, but he's out for this game. As is their great tackle, David Bakhtari. They have Kenny Clark, the nose tackle out of UCLA. Corey Bajorquez, we talked about him in recent weeks. The punter that was in Rams camp, one of the best in the league. And of course, 
kicker Mason Crosby, who has struggled a little bit this year. And they also have Mercedes Lewis. Remember this guy? 37 years old, out of UCLA. Guy's been around forever. Originally got drafted by the Jags. And he's getting more playing time because tight end Robert Tunyon, one of Rogers' favorite targets, is out as well. And who else is out? Well, we already talked about Aaron Jones being out, being replaced primarily by A.J. Dillon, a worthy backup. Jair Alexander, some would say he's the best cornerback in the league. He's right up there with Jalen Ramsey. He is out. The tight end Robert Tunyon is out as well. And three starting offensive linemen, David Bakhtiari, we talked about. Elton Jenkins, who can play anywhere along that line and was recently moved over to left tackle when Bakhtiari got hurt. He's out as well. He got hurt in that Viking game. And we also mentioned center Josh Myers. He is out. So their offensive line is really banged up right now. And you've probably heard reports of Aaron Rodgers having issues with his toe. Rodgers may not be 100%. Of course, no tears from the Rams. They're missing Robert Woods, Cam Akers, and Sebastian Joseph Day, three key contributors to this team. Only Ram connections I could identify on this team, Coach LeFleur, obviously the offensive coordinator for the Rams in 2017, and the punter Bajarquez, who was in Rams camp this year. I argued for the Rams keeping him over Johnny Hecker. Nobody listened. How have they done so far this year? Well, they opened with a loss at New Orleans. That surprised a lot of people. Then they went on a seven-game winning streak. And over the last three, they've lost to Kansas City. They came back and shut out Seattle. And then they lost to the Vikings on that last second field goal. In the KC and Seattle games, they gave up a combined seven points. But then they gave up 31 to the Vikings. Justin Jefferson had a big day in that one. So they come into this game 8-3. and three, against the 7-3 and three Rams. Rams are coming off their bye. Green Bay's bye is next week. When the Packers have the ball, they're very balanced. They run an offense very similar to the Rams, actually. But they're balanced when they have that offensive line healthy and Aaron Jones running the ball. So not sure what we're going to see Sunday. They may change it up a little bit. They are scoring 22.5 points per game. The Rams are giving up 105 yards per game on the ground. But Green Bay has only had a 100-yard rusher this year once. That was Aaron Jones. I suspect the Rams will be able to slow down that run game, even without Sebastian Joseph Day. That offensive line banged up, no Aaron Jones, and the Packer run game wasn't all that great to begin with, kind of middle of the pack. So look for Aaron Rodgers to be slinging the ball all over the place. Packers have allowed 22 sacks, middle of the pack number. The Rams have 29 sacks, fifth in the league. And they have not really got Von Miller involved in the pass rush yet. So I'm hoping the Rams can put Aaron Rodgers on the ground multiple times. When the Rams have the ball, scoring 27.1 points per game. On the ground, Packers given up 105 yards per game, just like the Rams, but the Rams have not had a 100-yard rusher all season. No one's broke that 100-yard mark. Rams' offensive line is healthy. Their wide receivers, not so much. Robert Woods out for the year. We have not really seen OBJ involved in the offense yet. We would hope to see that this week. But the Packers are 7th in the league against the pass, so the Rams will have their work cut out for them moving the ball through the air. The one thing on their side is the Packers 
maybe do not know how to game plan for OBJ. How is Sean McVay going to work OBJ into the offense? It'll be exciting to see. Packers do a very good job of keeping teams out of the end zone. Only 19.5 points per game, fifth best in the league. Packers have 26 sacks in the upper third of the league, led by linebackers Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, but the Rams have only given up 10 sacks. Be interesting to see if the Packers can lay a hand on Matthew Stafford. What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, the Rams have to do better on their first down defense. Early downs, they got to put the Packers in a tough spot. And they should be able to with this Packers offensive lineman being challenged. But it's key. The Rams got to put the Packers in second and eight, second and nine, third and six, third and seven, so they can unleash that pass rush. It'll be a cold day in Green Bay. So my fearsome key number two is ball security on punt returns. Wide receivers, running backs got to hold on to that ball. Stafford has to clean his act up. No freebies for the Packers. Hang on to the ball. No turnovers in your own end. Play a clean game. First, some key number three is get that offense in groove. The Rams' offensive attack has been very uneven the last few weeks. Can't afford to do that against Green Bay. Stafford missed firing a lot. Drop passes miscommunication on some deep balls. Let's get back in a groove on offense, going against a good defense. It's going to be key to winning this game, getting that groove on offense once again. And first from key number four, overall this year, the Rams' run D has been okay, but we've seen some holes in it recently. Got to shore that up. Against the Niners, the Rams ended up adding an extra defensive lineman. I don't know if they want to do that on a regular basis, though. Kind of gets away from what Brandon Staley had built here. It'd be nice if they can figure out how to slow down the Packers' running game without doing that. And I think they can because that offensive line is banged up. So let's get that run D back to where it used to be with three down defensive linemen and the linebackers plugging the holes and making tackles and the safeties as well, of course. Solid run D without adding that extra defensive tackle. That'll be key to winning this game as well. My prediction, Rams 24, Packers 23. Sorry, folks. It's going to be a stressful game. But the Rams come out on top. Coming up next is our power rankings and game picks. And we'll follow that up with our Who's pumped, who's pissed, and who's perplexed segment. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. 
time to revisit our game picks, but first, let's revisit our power rankings. And you know what? As the season wears on, typically it gets easier and easier. These top teams start to separate themselves. And, you know, kind of the opposite is happening. I'm finding it more difficult every week to sort these top 8 or 10 or 12 teams out. For example, top teams that lost this past week, well, the Packers lost, Bills got hammered, Cowboys lost. So three teams that I have been pumping up for the last few weeks all lost. And then meanwhile, two teams that have really been climbing the power rankings and are starting to look like really good teams, the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Titans also lost. I I didn't include that in the first group because that really wasn't that surprising to me. Maybe surprising that they lost to the Texans, but I think the Titans are a team that has been overrated ever since Derrick Henry went down. You know how I feel about the Titans. One-dimensional team, one formula to win, and I don't think it's going to work long-term, certainly not in the playoffs. But anyways, I'm going to give you my top 14 teams and take the order with a grain of salt. This is in flux so much week to week. I really didn't know what to do with it, but I'll give it my best shot here. My number one team right now, the Arizona Cardinals, and what impresses me about them is they're without Kyler Murray, they're without DeAndre Hopkins, They're without J.J. Watt. Colt McCoy steps in, does a great job, really elusive, extending plays, running the ball even, really surprised by how well he has played. And James Conner, pounding the rock. Cardinal running game has looked much better over the last few weeks. And number two, I'm going to get some flack for this one, but I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers. They lose on a last-second field goal on the road against a very good divisional rival. Can't ding them too much. I still have them at number two. And number three, I have our Rams. They're on a bye, of course. Coming off a bye next week, they'll play the Packers in one of the biggest games of the season. When all said and done, I still think the Rams are one of the best teams in the league, and I think they stack up pretty well against these teams I have listed behind them. Number four, the Chiefs. They're back. Back on top of the AFC West. Didn't win in the Kansas City Chiefs fashion that we're used to last week, beating the Dallas Cowboys in a relatively low-scoring game, but playing good football right now, and probably the odds-on favorite to win that division, although the Chargers are going to give them a run. And number five, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, strange team. Losing like that to the Colts, who I have at number six. How can I have the Bills ahead of the Colts. Well, I think the Bills on most Sundays are the better team, but give the Colts credit. I have them climbing all the way to number six. And number seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bouncing back with a convincing win at home against the Giants. Can't put too much weight on that, but they get the win. Number eight, the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson doesn't play, but they still squeak out a win against Chicago. Number nine, the Dallas Cowboys, another team on a little bit of a roller coaster ride. They lose on the road to the Chiefs without Amari Cooper and with C.D. Lamb out the second half. I think they are well-deserving of a top-ten spot. And number ten, the Vikings. 
I think they're going to make a run for a wild card spot. I had them picked for a wild card spot prior to the season. Rams are going to see them in a few weeks. Number 11, the New England Patriots. They just game plan the heck out of other teams and get it done. Number 12, the almost said San Diego. Number 12, the Los Angeles Chargers. Their defense is not as strong as you would expect a team coached by Brandon Staley. They just don't have the personnel. They just don't have the personnel to play that kind of defense he coached with the Rams last year. Last in the league, giving up 145 yards rushing per game. And number 13, the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, they are storming up these rankings. Eagles, Vikings, and Colts, all three teams making a run in the middle of the season here. Jalen Hurts looking incredible. And number 14, the Tennessee Titans. I think this is a fair evaluation of them. When they don't get the turnovers, if they fall behind a little bit, they're in trouble. I mean, they play that smash-mouth football, which works some of the time, but it's not something to rely on, in my opinion, against really good football teams and if you expect to make a playoff run. Those are my top 14. Now, feel free to hammer away at me with the order here. But if you look back on the entire season, it is so difficult to rate these teams, to rack and stack them. Really struggled with a lot of these. But that's my top 14. Take it or leave it. We'll roll into my game picks here. Last week, my best week yet, I went 12-3. and I made up ground on everybody. And... I actually moved ahead of Pete Prisco and one behind Mike Florio. Made up some ground on Lorenzo Reyes of USA Today. I don't think I'm going to catch him, though. The only games I got wrong last week, the Colts-Bills, the Titans-Texans, and the Bengals-Raiders. Only three I got wrong. Good week for me. Back up to 61% correct on the season. My bets I did not fare as well. Went one and two. Vikings plus 2.5 over Green Bay, that was a win for me. Giants plus 11 over Tampa Bay, nope. And Jags plus 6 over Niners, nope. So 1-2 and two on the week and 6-6 six and six on the year. Who do I got this week? There are some really interesting games and some tough games to pick. And who do I have week 12? You know, there are some tough games here. There's going to be a lot of divergence on these picks between me, Mike, Lorenzo, and Pete. That I am certain of. This is what I got, though. Bears and Lions, Thanksgiving Day. Lions get their first win. You heard it here first. Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys continue that roller coaster ride, come back and win, give the Raiders their fourth straight loss. Bills at Saints. Bills, another roller coaster team. They get the win on the road against the Saints. Jets at Texans. Who would have thought this is the game of the week? Yes, Jets, Texans, all over this one. I'm going to take the Texans to get their second straight win. Titans at Patriots. Mike Vrabel visiting his old coach. I'm taking the Patriots. Falcons at Jags. Another titillating game. Can't miss TV. I'm taking the Jags. Steelers at Bengals. I'm going to go with the home team, the Bengals. Bucks at Colts. This is... Seriously, a really interesting game. Bucks, you know, this is the time last year where they started to get rolling. Colts are already rolling. I'm taking the Colts. 
Panthers at Dolphins. Dolphins on a run as well. And I'm going to take them. These are my two sleeper teams from uh, prior to the season going head-to-head. The survivor here will still have a shot. The loser, not so much. Eagles at Giants. Eagles suddenly looking like one of the scarier teams in the league. I wouldn't want to play them right now. I'll take the Eagles. Chargers at Broncos. I will take the team that is clearly better, the Chargers. Vikings at Niners. Another really tough game to pick. The loser of this can probably kiss the wild card spot goodbye, most likely. A lot on the line here. I'm going to take the Vikings. Rams at Packers. No question. Rams, right? Browns at Ravens. I will take the Ravens. And the Seahawks at the Washington football team. I'm going to take the Washington football team. The Seahawks are falling apart. And their coach may have actually lost this team. Is there any way the NFL can flex this Monday night game? This does not look appealing to me. Don't expect it to be great TV. That said, it'll probably be decided in overtime. An incredible game. So if you look at this week, there are, I'm going to count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games that are basically coin flips in my mind. So someone's going to do really well and someone's going to do really bad as far as straight up picks. Those are my Rams up straight up picks for this week and my bets. Trying to get ahead on the year here. I'm going to take the Lions plus three over the Bears. I already told you Lions were going to get their first win. I think Jared Goff is playing. And the Vikings plus three over the Niners. Vikings are clearly the better team. It's just a matter of being able to stop that Niner rushing game, especially early. And the Vikings are the type of team that can do it. So I'm taking the Vikings plus three and the Lions plus three. Those are my Rams up straight up picks and my two bets of the week. We'll check back next week. Hopefully, I will be ahead of Pete Prisco and Mike Florio and maybe within shooting distance of Lorenzo Reyes. Back to one of our favorite segments, whose fans are pumped, whose fans are pissed, and whose fans are just plain perplexed. And we got some good candidates for all three categories this week. I'll tell you this, Arizona Cardinal fans have to be pumped. They remain in first place, even though Kyler Murray has been out, DeAndre Hopkins has been out, J.J. Watt lost for the year, and they just keep rolling along. Got to hand it to them. Arizona Cardinal fans have to be pumped, thinking their team has an excellent shot at the number one seed in the NFC. Niner fans have to be pumped. After beating the Rams, they roll into the Jags. First possession, 20-play drive, more of the same. Niners looking good, creeping back into the playoff picture. The Philadelphia Eagles, their fans are pumped. Not only are they playing really well and a valid wild card contender, their next five games, they have two against the Giants, two against the Washington football team, and one against the Jets. 
I'd be buying stock in them right now. Minnesota Vikings fans are pumped. Man, if you're a Vikings fan, I commiserate with you. I don't know if I could handle this, what you guys have gone through this year. But to beat the Packers after giving up the lead and then coming back and getting a game-winning field goal, typically it works out the other way for you Minnesota Vikings fans. But this week you got the win against your longtime rival, the Green Bay Packers. On the AFC side, Colts fans are pumped, looking like one of the best teams in the NFL right now, hammering the Bills. Patriots fans, they've been pumped for a few weeks now, sitting atop the AFC East. How many of us wrote this division off thinking it belonged to the Bills about a month ago, six weeks ago? It was the Buffalo Bills division, just a matter of finishing this off and getting ready for the playoffs. But all of a sudden, they're looking up at the New England Patriots again. Patriots fans are pumped. And the Dolphins, all of a sudden they're four and seven. They got a lot of work left, but their fans have to be feeling much better about things, have to be a little bit pumped. Their next three games, all winnable, Panthers, Giants, and Jets. It's not too far-fetched that the Dolphins could get back to seven and seven and maybe make a run for a wild card spot. It's going to be tough in the AFC. There are so many teams still in contention. Who's pissed? Seahawks fans, they have to be pissed. What happened to this team? What happened to their quarterback? What happened to this defense? Three and seven, last place in the NFC West. If I was a Seahawks fan, I'd be pissed. Twelfth man is pissed off. And Raiders fans, wow, it just fell apart. Early in the year, this was a team that any Raider fan had to be jacked about. And all of a sudden, you lose your coach. You lose rugs. You lose that defensive back showing off the gun, threatening people. The Raiders might be done. And who's perplexed? Well, we already talked about the Patriots fans being pumped. Bills fans aren't quite pissed yet. They know they have a very good team. They know this team is still one of the front runners to win a Super Bowl. But they have to be perplexed what happened against the Colts and how could we possibly be in second place behind the New England Patriots yet again. Titans fans have to be perplexed. Now, I think the Titans fans that I've talked to and I've chatted with online may not be seeing things in a very realistic fashion. They think their team is a top-notch, top-five team going to steamroll their way to the Super Bowl. When in reality... When things match up well for them and things roll their way as far as turnovers and takeaways, they're pretty tough to beat. But if things go a little sideways, they're not the type of team that can put up 21 points real quickly. They can come back from a 14-0 deficit that if they're the ones turning the ball over, they can overcome that. Titans fans maybe being brought back to reality a little bit this past week, losing to the Texans. I would say they're probably perplexed. And Cowboys fans look like the most electric offense in the league and then put up zero points and a half against Denver, nine points against the Chiefs. The cup is half full. This Cowboy team is one of the best in the league and can and can match any team touchdown for touchdown. The glass is half empty. Why are we getting dominated by some defenses? 
So those are the three teams that have their fans perplexed, the Bills, Cowboys, and Titans. That's our pumped, pissed, and perplexed segment. I'm hoping next week, Rams fans will be pumped following a win at Lambeau Field. That's going to do it for this episode. Hey, and before we sign off, a shout out to the Eagle Rock High School girls cross country team who won the Division II City Championship and will now go on and compete for the state championship. You want a shout out to a high school team? Send us an email with the details and we will get it done. You can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It is greatly appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.